Hey there, if you would like ad-free and early versions of these episodes, as well as bonus episodes, movie club episodes, and lots more, head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. Make believe is not pretend, we might be but we're on the mend. It never starts, it never ends, welcome to Craig and Friends, welcome to Craig and Friends, welcome to... And welcome, Grant. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for I'm coming. I'm excited. I love a podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm super excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. Well, there's a lot of excitement. The people listening excited. <laughs> and we're going to talk about icons because, as you mentioned, you love an icon. I love an icon. Yeah, and you're wearing shirt. I'm wearing Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge sports fan, but I think that Michael is like the biggest icon from the male sports world for me. Yeah, absolutely. I love sports stories. I never like watching the games at Mm -hmm. all. Backstage reality stuff of all that. Love it. Love. Real sports on HBO. I always liked watching that. What is it? Oh, I don't know if it's on anymore. Real sports with Bryant Gumbel uh, on HBO. They would do stories on, for instance, Lenny Dykstra, who ended up having this crazy post career career as basically a swindler interesting yeah he would get people all riled up that he somehow knew something about investments and he kind of did basically a ponzi scheme okay but i love stuff like that especially when it's like a celebrity that sort of pulls the wall over the eyes yeah Uh, same but that makes me think about real sex on yeah that's right like the same kind of like realm it was i think they had a whole patch of those there was real sex real sports i'm not sure what else they tried but i loved real sex i loved real sex (laughs) that's the first time i ever saw the people that dress up like the horses and have like the hooves the bronies yes yes it that was a whole eye-opening experience (laughs) yeah because there would be three segments on that show Mm -hmm. right and one of them would be sort of tame and then one would be like that where you go wow what I imagine cable was a bit of an eye opener for you, very young, because oh, with a curious yeah. mind. Well, my my grandparents had this thing where they could like um, jailbreak. I think that's what they called it. Their, oh yeah, um, yeah their yeah. satellite. Sure. Oh, <laughs> and so it was like completely illegal, of course. But yeah. like they had every channel that was offered. So like there was like any package, it was like everything was available everything and the satellite thing in the south is was is still a big thing right? oh yeah everyone has like who doesn't have direct tv i mean i haven't had i haven't had cable as an adult in my entire life but mm-hmm. well direct tv is the best of all the options i think because the picture quality because it goes right to the thing the yeah. little dish and then it's in your house i mean it, to me it's the best although i haven't had cable in forever either mm-hmm. i have a what do you call it? The Roku, not a Roku, but it's like one TV smart. The other one's a bit like slower, but it, uh, <laughs> but it has a little box, whatever. One of those. Yeah. The it's Netflix, things. Paramount plus yeah, HBO ex- max. That's, I mean, <laughs> but what else do you need? No, not much. The, the movie selection on HBO max was shocking. I don't, I got into yeah, it. I don't know anyone that just like has regular cable that doesn't, isn't like country, like South, maybe Midwestern. What, what about movies What about for you? What there's oh, some, some, I know you're a fan, but what are some, uh, key ones when you were growing up uh cruel intentions oh changed sure. my life yeah um i remember watching that in like the sixth grade mm-hmm. and it completely morphed how i was going to navigate high school <laughs> um i love showgirls of course like my top two top two was cruel intentions and showgirls yeah showgirls is amazing and there's a documentary there's one out already but oh, then, have you seen it no i haven't <gasps> 
Oh, it's I have to then. So, oh my god! It's, if you're a fan of Showgirls in any like realm of fandom, <laughs> like you have to watch that documentary. Okay, and guess what? There's another one coming out. Really? Yeah. I wonder if it'll be better. I, I don't know how it could be. But some of the guy who did the I Am Divine documentary. Okay. So I think he actually got an interview with Paul Verhoeven, or was he interviewed in the other one? Um, I don't remember. Well, either way, I think Verhoeven is finally now speaking about the film because for years he would say, "You don't understand what I was doing." I well, they I'm talk so about offended. that in this documentary. Oh, they, do like, they? Like, okay. they? Like they go through like um, they they talk about it being a masterpiece and then a masterpiece of shit, and like that's what makes it like so iconic because like it's so bad that it's so good. Yeah, and he uh, did not appreciate the ironic take on it Mm-mm. at all. Because of that's what made it become a cult classic. Like, yeah, and you can watch it on both levels too, because you're like, oh, it's a commentary on America or showbiz. Absolutely. Whatever. The first time I ever saw it was actually on VH1, and so it was an edited version, and they put bras, like airbrushed right. bras and panties, on all like the nude scenes. Yeah, it was the wildest. I think the, I think the <laughs> airbrushing of the bra and panty is what attracted to me, what made me attracted to it in the first place. It'd be great to get a copy of that one now. Oh, and then seeing it, and then seeing it in real life, like. Yeah. It has it's it still has the record for the most nipples. It's just like long stretches of nudity too. Yeah, yeah. By the way, if you'd like to vape, I know you're a oh, vapor. Thank so, God, yeah. I was. I always like to ask because people are kind of weird about it. So I always right. ask. Yeah, I do. Have you tried yeah. these yet? No. Now, what is that? This is a flume. Um, and our friend Joshi like is a big vapor and was like, "These are all the rage. You have to get one." Oh, and okay. So, we did, and they are fabulous. the 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 flavor is delicious. Now, is this the cinnamon flavor that I that's, saw on that's uh, what Raw he, Dog? That's okay. what he does, and I'm I, you can't find it anywhere. He like will fuck up his like actual vapes, like and like put them in it, even though it's not the right kind. Like, oh, it's only okay. a kind that's like made for a certain kind of vape, but he like sure. puts them in all of them. Oh, he does the jerry rigging. Uh-huh, at the, yeah. Okay. So I, I'm scared to do that because if it breaks, I'm gonna have like a heart attack unless I can make it to a vape store. You know? <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, plus anytime you ever get it on your hand or you know you get a little bit that comes through yeah. the end and you start your your mouth is burning, uh, that's yeah. why I never do that thing. You you can get the refillable ones, yeah. I won't. I have a refillable one too. Yeah. But this one is the is the best. Yeah, and it's uh interesting a cute little package as well. Right? Oh, it's got and the it, light like, up at the up end. At the bottom. <laughs> it's good. so it's like baby pink and white. Yeah. It's so cute. Now what flavor is that? Um strawberry ice cream. Oh, is that your favorite one? Um, my favorite one of this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean the cinnamon roll, if I could get the cinnamon roll in everything, that's what I <laughs> Would get. <laughs> what about a cinnamon roll candle would you go for that or would- not really i don't care for like food flavored candles yeah i'm gonna prefer like the more earthy vibes mm-hmm. when it comes to candles sure any in specifically um i mean i love anything that has like a leathered smell to it yeah I, I love that i love a bergamot moment well i'm so glad because the bergamot blossom is my favorite candle and i don't know if target still stocks them but i used to be able to just go and get like you know six of them for like 25 bucks or something that's like that. a great deal a really good deal because i like to consider that the podcast candle it's always good okay. to have one going you know for atmosphere and everything absolutely and you were mentioning also that you had the hue lighting system at the house yes, of avalon we do it's an essential uh aspect to maintaining equilibrium isn't it absolutely it completely changes the vibe mm-hmm. you know like if you're wanting to watch a movie you can like set it to the and then we have you done the thing where you can put a picture in no so you can put a picture in and it takes all the colors from the picture and then like redoes all the lights oh i'm gonna have to try that later it's very interesting it is interesting and now the app features the uh, sliders Mm -hmm. which is great because Mm -hmm. that's the one piece of equipment i didn't get with it and i was like gee i sure would like to dim these then they updated the app 
What setting do you like for movies? Because I like to have a uh, the pink purple sort of uh, look, but dimmed. I'm not the biggest as far as like placing the colors. Like that's always Hunter. Like he puts sure. the colors going. Um, I'm not a huge techni- technical technology type diva. More visionary diva. Yeah, that's that's more my game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you but imagine- he'll, he'll you know he makes it work, and it's always nice and lovely. Sure. But is there any colors in particular that you are your favorite? I always love pink lighting. You know that's what they put on dead people when they're in the in the um, <laughs> morgue or the no in uh, the uh, funeral home. The funeral homes, like when you go to a viewing, they're lit like with a pink light. <laughs> at least in the south, <laughs> I haven't been to any California funerals. <laughs> you know, I've not been to a California funeral either. So wait, let me just do that. Right. I, I don't really like want to. Either. No, no. I mean, I love a funeral if I don't know them. Like, sure. I, that's like my parents. Like, that's like, like, like they're like they love to go to a funeral. Really? Oh my god! It's a whole affair. Yeah, they go every time to like any kind of viewing. Like some random person they knew like forty years ago, they'll go to a funeral. <laughs> so they check the papers quite often for that. Yeah, oh, they're into it. But I mean, I guess they're at a certain age. Like, so like a lot of their friends are dying too. So. Sure. I mean, not a lot, but like a good, a higher number. I'm, they than, go to funerals, like like they probably go to a funeral like at least three times a month. Wow, I said some Harold and Maud things. They're weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I always go because like I love Pal Funeral Homes in Ball Knob. That's where I grew up. They play like <laughs> Go Rest High on That Mountain by Vince Gill. Oh, okay, yeah. they like play it every funeral. <laughs> One time I went and I was giggling through the whole song and I got in so much trouble, but I didn't know the person that died. And I, that song is so triggering to me because it's funny because every funeral, that's what they play. Yeah. It's like hearing, uh, I'm trying to think of the song, but, uh, at at like a dance night, you heard that one tune. You're like, oh, of course they're playing this. Despacito. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. My mind went blank for a moment. (laughs) Looking forward to hearing whatever that song is this summer. Because we're all out and about again. What is the song of the summer? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to say Jake Shears do the television, but I'm biased. Okay. So what about you? Any hot bops for you? Um, I am absolutely obsessed. And I know this is ridiculous, but I'm obsessed with The Weeknd and Ariana. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I I think adding her was like a really beautiful touch to that song. And it just yeah. like put made it even better for me. Because The Weeknd's album is stunning and perfect. Yeah. But I think having her on there just like added a little something extra. Did you see them do it at the um, I saw, Heart Music Awards? I didn't see the whole thing. I saw a clip from it. Ariana looked beautiful. She did. Yeah. Yeah. I only got hip to Ariana Grande in the last couple of years. I, I've always known about her and I've always been watching her. I've just waited for her to do something like super fabulous. Yeah. And it's like she puts out a great bop. She's a good singer. I just I, I, I want more from her because um, but I think this last album was really beautiful from her. It's the one I know the best mm-hmm. because a friend of mine is way like obsessed. Well, and I, I, think, and I was like, I got to check them out. I think she went ahead and just put Mariah Carey fully on the mood board instead of like hinting at it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, because she really pulls some Mariah stunts, even even aesthetically. Like it's very the Butterfly album. Like if mm-hmm. you look at like what Mariah was wearing like in '97, it's sure. very similar to what Ariana is doing right now. You must be a fan of her outrageous behavior over the years. Oh yeah, yeah. The donuts. Yeah, I love the. I love having a personality. <laughs> you know, me too. Yeah, licking yeah. the donut is great. Yeah, it's amazing. Like that's such an odd thing. It's never been done before, as far as I know. Not that I know of. <laughs> I mean, I don't really necessarily consider Ariana an icon. Sure, more of a diva. I, I love her. I think she's great. Yeah. I don't consider her an icon. Yeah, she hasn't done anything too iconic for me. Like as far as like divas go, like I'm all about like Whitney and Mariah. They're yeah. my top two as far as divas go. As far as like pulp culture, like and my like strongest to my heart, Britney is my number one, always will be. 
like she literally changed my life like without knowing it she you know whatever <laughs> but she did she knows you know she she, knows. Uh, she completely changed it like that baby one more time I, I mean i fell in love with her from the beginning i remember the first time i heard baby one more time i was on the way back from a um liquid lock-in which is something that churches did in arkansas at a place called wild river country which is like a big water park oh wow and, okay. but the churches would like all come together and they would rent it out from like 10 to like 4 a.m oh wow uh, yeah and so all these youth groups from different churches would all be at the wild river country yeah and on the way back we were on a big church van and my friend was playing it on the radio and she played that and uh she played one more time and she played um what was j-lo's first song um uh, if you have my love that those were the two songs that i remember hearing and, yeah. but britney just took me to a whole new level and then like it was she's my first cd she was my first a baby one more time is my first everything wow now how many times have you seen her in concert i've only seen her twice well that's gonna change, my parents sure. hated her really oh my parents are like crazy religious okay and they are always were always telling me that i was putting i used her as an idol and you're not supposed to put false idols in front of god wow but it was like i do like her more than jesus <laughs> <laughs> she has catchier songs she was she was everything she was like the, the britney's like like making me feel okay about my sexuality at such a like in my formative years like sure. she was she was it for me she was it yeah she was my introduction to madonna mm -hmm. i had no idea who madonna was until britney until the kiss no not even the kiss it was a britney uh madonna did a t-shirt she did one of a britney t-shirt and some of the promo pics for the music album okay and so that's because of that it was on like a britney site yeah and that's how i found out who madonna was because i bought the m music album which is i think my it's i keep saying my favorite and then i go well wait i do love this other one that album was music music is one of my favorite albums to listen to it's like a no skip album for me yeah. like it's it's great from start to finish right whereas confession's great but isaac oof. i love isaac <laughs> confessions is, confessions is amazing I, I i confessions is her last great album for me personally i mean i, I listen to everything no i'm with you on that but um after I listened to music and I started like learning and researching Madonna, then I got the Immaculate Collection, mm, yeah. and that's when Madonna became such a huge deal for me. You must be a fan of Truth or Dare. Oh my God, yes. Mm -hmm. Of course. I mean, that's one of the greatest music documentaries ever. And I think my favorite scene might be Warren Beatty. Really? Uh, the, well, the, draw, well, on camera. Yeah, that I love that because it's so he's so pissed off. Yes, <laughs> but so droll. <laughs> it's incredible. And she's so real and uh, right. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's so many moments in that, but that's the first thing when someone mentions Warren Beatty. I mean, and I love his filmography. That's the first thing I think of. <laughs> uh, that and Dick Tracy, which also has oh Madonna my God. in it. Yeah, Dick Tracy's incredible, mm -hmm. and her Academy Awards performance from that. Oh sooner or later mm -hmm. and All she's wearing that bob mackie gown oh incredible and you know that um fran dresser wore that gown not th i mean i don't know if it's the same one mm -hmm. i don't know if they mean multiples but it's the same dress that she wore it in um the nanny i did not know that mm -hmm. wow this is fascinating mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i love the nanny too yeah and also I, I love the uh the catalog of information that you have i have a big catalog that's that's when growing up in arkansas in ball knob i that's all i did yeah was pop culture <laughs> yeah sure just sucking as much of it in as i could well if you look around and see that I, I saw the dolly rainbow album over here oh and yes I'm, <laughs> that's one of my favorite dolly albums it's fantastic she looks right so stunning on that yeah she really does i'd like a poster of that 
that would be great. I actually, for my night uh, video drum, I did an adaptation of that. Of the, I'll have to send you the, the the picture of that because we took it and then just you know did what we wanted to. We'd use the back cover or no the in, the inside sleeve when she's laid out. Oh, the full. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's such a great. I mean, Absolutely, all, the all hair. Yeah, and I, the waist. Oh my god, <laughs> the hair and the waist. Are you a fan of the movie Rhinestone? I am. Um, I've probably only seen it like a couple times back in the day, but yeah. um, of course, like I'm, I'm, I'm a fr- fan of anything Dolly's in because she yeah. always plays herself. So. Yeah, no, right. Straight talks, yeah. great. Uh, mm-hmm. I still, I was looking the other day, and there's like one or two I hadn't seen. I was like, well, I've got to get on this. Have you ever seen Unlikely Angel? That's the one I was looking at. I saw diva, the title. <laughs> watch it. Watch it. Watch uh-huh. it. I'm a huge Christmas diva. Oh, yeah. And I, I so, heard something about this, and I love that. Love fucking Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. And I'm not religious in any No, sense. it's not. A, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Like, that's so many people that I come in contact with in, like, the, like the queer community, like, hate Christmas because it's, like, talk, they think about, you know, Christians and Christians hate gays and sure. all yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, it's not about that. Christmas is so garish and it is so loud and fun and there's snow and Santa Claus. Like I don't get it. Like I love Christmas. Yeah. There's special treats. There is uh, glitter and the music? tinsel. Yeah. The music's amazing. Ugh. For a while when all the radio stations in Massachusetts would go to Christmas stuff for like 14 days before Christmas. I like that. But then it started happening right around Thanksgiving and then sometimes creeping up earlier. <laughs> and that was a little much. I listen to Chris music all the time. Really? Like I like it comes on my shuffle <laughs> all and I, I don't change it. Do you have any favorite Christmas music? I mean, Mariah's first Christmas album is Untouchable. I love anything Dolly Christmas. I love a Reba McIntyre Christmas song. Her Smoky Mountain Christmas uh, mid 80s TV special. Yeah, I, that's I love that so much. Absolutely. That is so great. It doesn't she do um hard candy christmas on that and she she's does. on the stairs and walks down yes yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, hard candy christmas is one of my absolute favorite christmas songs of mm-hmm. all time um other than like a mariah i love britney's one christmas song i don't know her christmas song. you've never heard my only wish this year no i don't know that oh one. honey it's it is a classic christmas for me so i've got to have that <laughs> in my playlist oh this is good i'll have to be checking this out after oh, we, my only we wish tape. this year is a christmas bop <laughs> well i love that so it's an upbeat number yeah, I mean, as, as upbeat as a Christmas song can get. Really. Sure. Yeah, yeah, there is this, an interesting specific logic to Christmas songs. Absolutely. They're, they're only, they sort of exist within a range of tempos. What about the Kenny and Dolly Christmas? Do you like the, the combo mm. ones? No? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not a huge male vocalist. Like, they're, they're few and far between when it comes to a male vocalist for Okay. Me. Now, what male vocalist do you uh, enjoy? Garth Brooks. I'm obsessed with Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. My male country, I mean, male vocalists are mostly country like artists, like '90s country artists that I listen to, like a George Strait moment. Oh yeah. Um, who? I mean, The Weeknd. Sure. Um, Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not a ton. Yeah. Like you, you don't find many males on my. (laughs) There's more Christmas music than oh, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. So tell me a little bit about growing up in Arkansas because we've gotten some interesting uh, flashes of impressions. Um, I mean, as a queer person, it's nowhere you want to grow up. Yeah, that's shocking. I, it was it was weird. I I had a weird like upbringing. Um, my mom and my, my parents are both like hella Christian, like super 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 Christian. Yeah, like they met at a Christian college. Um, my dad's the head deacon at the church. Oh, my wow. mom is teaches Sunday school, does choir. Like w- when we were growing up, um, I have a brother and a little sister, mm-hmm. and um, 
like to get out of going to church, you would have to be throwing up. That's the only way you could not go to church. Um, and we went every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, and every Wednesday. And the doors were open at the church. We were there. Oh, wow. Um, heavily evolved in the youth group. Sure. Um, so like all my friends growing up, like at a, from a young, young age, like until I got to like high school, were all church people. So I, I had to sneak anything secular. That's what they would refer to it as. Sure. I remember one time I was at church camp and I had brought, I don't, I hate church camp, but I would have to go. Sure. And so I would, and the only place that had air conditioning was the bunks. Mm -hmm. So I would just stay in the bunks all day <laughs> and I would just listen to my CDs and read, I would bring magazines. I'd bring all the teen magazines uh -huh, sure. from, and then I, that's all I would do the entire time I was there. Right. And I remember one time there was like a guest preacher and he went on this like rampage about secular music and how we shouldn't be listening to it and, and invited everyone to burn anything secular they brought with them. I literally was like on my hands and knees on, on my bunk, like making sure nobody touched anything <laughs> that I brought because I was like, y'all are insane. Now, did other campgoers grab and burn? Oh, yeah. They had like oh, a full, wow. like, I mean, it was a nut psycho shit. Yeah. You must have been feeling like you were in a horror movie. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I felt that way from well, before they even started about it. <laughs> That's right. You were at church camp. Yeah. I forgot about it that was, part. It was yeah. a strange thing. And you know, like they split up into boys and girls. So like that was strange to me. I don't, I hated anything like that. But like growing up in Arkansas, I was always flamboyant. I was all like the, the queerest of the queers. Yeah. And so, I mean, with like not even knowing what it was, like I was just me. I, cause I'm the oldest child. Um, so like I never really had, like I was allowed to pretty much do whatever I wanted as far as like the arts are concerned. Okay. So like, that's kind of like the path that I took. Sure. And I think that's how my parents like lived in denial for like, they still live in denial still yeah i don't talk to him about being gay oh wow okay yeah i just that's just not it's not a subject that's it's even... just it's not something that i need to talk about because like i always tell my friends because they're like you just you need to come out you need to come out and i'm like i don't really need to um because it doesn't really it's not gonna really affect me in any way mm -hmm. like except for in a negative way sure you know what i mean yeah, like, and i think it's a personal thing for it, everyone it is a personal thing and everyone has their own journey with it um but like I just I've because like I've never been like forced to act or talk or do anything differently. Sure. Except for the church stuff. Sure. And that's like playing a role almost. Yeah. Really. It's well, like oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're just going in and doing mm -hmm. the gig basically. Yeah. But like my parents were never like you have to cut your hair or oh, you, okay. like they they were never like you have to wear a certain thing. I mean, most of the time I tried to like fit into where I was supposed to go. I, I never really tried to stand out, but I never really had to like change like or hide anything. Like I loved Britney Spears. They knew I loved Britney Spears. They hated that I loved her and they wouldn't buy me things. I would have to like buy them for myself, but it was never like a, a beating or anything like that. I never had that kind of an issue or like confiscation of mm -hmm. materials. No, the, the only, my parents, my dad found my CDs one time. And the only two CDs that he did not, was not okay with me having was the Marilyn Manson greatest hits and the Tupac, um, all eyes on me double cd and he broke both of them uh i was really upset about it were you slightly relieved that you had those two really standout numbers though so the rest of well the catalog i mean at least was... he didn't get to the he didn't do anything to the britney stuff that's but what i, I mean, think he would have known i would have lost my fucking mind if he had touched that <laughs> right because like my my room growing up was floor to ceiling covered in britney spears like posters and like cutouts from magazines it was like yeah. a, a full mosaic of britney yeah so you must have a a lot of thoughts on the recent goings on. Yeah, it's really scary. Um, it is. I, it was it, after she had come out with the um, 
like with her actual testimony and like hearing her speak yeah it was worse than i had thought it was mm-hmm. um the the iud thing really freaks me out it's super I think scary that's so strange i think anytime someone is telling a woman what to do with their body that it's an automatic no for me yeah like if that person is not the person choosing what happens then i'm i'm out and especially ghoulish that it is the family that it's yes, not some Bengali, you know outsider that well it's all of them though there's so many people that have their fingers on her yeah it's not it's not i mean it jamie is the spirit head of course but Mm -hmm. there's so many people that have i mean that have let this happen and are are getting paid for it have you ever seen the rose with um bet midler yeah yes i have it is very long and kind of hard to get through but um I've, I've definitely watched it. I was just curious what your thoughts on were on it. Because I was thinking of, of it a lot recently. Oh, you see it like a, in a the parallel. Same. Yeah, mm-hmm. because of the, the abuse and manipulation of women. Absolutely. In the pop industry or music business or totally. show business in general. And it's so shocking that something's happening modern day like that. It has been happening for 15 years. Yeah. How long? Like what, yeah. since, since like 2008, right? Yeah. I yeah. heard a clip from an old Howard Stern show and it was like a news segment and they just brought up something related to it. And I was like, oh my God, this has been going on for fucking such a crazy long time. It's insane. Um, I, I mean, sh- to me, it's like, like I, I know I've heard people say, well, like, well, what if she gets free and then like spends all her money and doesn't have any money well i'm just like that's her money to spend yeah, that's exactly. what she wants to do that's what she should be able to do you know i i am that i am i am such a high fan of hers it's like she's to me she's given the world everything that we deserve and that we need and that we could ever ask for she's already given it to us like, sure i if she wants to move to the uk or move back to louisiana and never be seen again and just like raise her kids and like do what the fuck she wants yeah that's what i want for her whatever she wants to do i want her to do it Probably once she's free of this, because I like to think that she will be free of this. I, I think so. I, I'm hoping so. I mean, they're they're putting her back in court again. She's going to do another virtual like talk or whatever. Yeah. So hopefully something comes of it. I mean, her Larry Rudolph just quit the other day. Completely right. resigned. Yeah. The, the lawyer resigned. So you know, usually when the rats jump ship, you know, things <laughs> yeah, are starting. It's to only go a matter down, of time, until- which is so crazy because it's like. Larry Rudolph to me, I was always interested in Larry because he's he'd been with her from the beginning and he like completely, you know, turned things for her. Sure. And now it's like there's like this taint on it. It's like was it? What did she ever want to be doing it? Like what? What did she really feel about it? Like even as right. a child, was 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 the Mickey Mouse Club something she wanted to do? You know, because like we know about her, you know, um, growing up, like her family would let like their light bills get shut off and mm-hmm. stuff so they could afford to buy her costume to like do like a, a, a county fair moment right and if, if she won the contest they could afford to turn the lights back on if she didn't they were shit out of luck like that much pressure on a fucking child is insane it's really insane it i mean is. when jamie said that britney is a racehorse and should be treated like one like that is the that freaked me out ghoulish is the only insane word insanity yeah. like w- that's your child you know, there's all those stories in sports about them running the kids into the ground, but this is probably yeah, the worst well, I mean, story that I can it's imagine. It's like uh, it makes Chris Car- Chris Jenner look like a god. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like a benevolent, yeah, uh, dictator or something, or Joe Jackson. Well, I, I mean, as far as I know, he doesn't hit Britney, so there's at least that. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all those all the Jackson kids are fucked up in their yeah, they're, own. They're really fucked. I saw this uh, celebrity wife swap with Jermaine Jackson. That was um, paint peelingly bizarre i bet he basically has rooms and rooms and rooms filled with clothing 
And he says, well, I can't wear the same outfit out twice because they're always out f- photographing me. Now, it's that they, <laughs> Jermaine? He, yeah, he's in that special place where <laughs> he thinks that people are always curious about what he's up to, and they're not. They're not. No, nobody's not. checking on Jermaine. No, he was on Celebrity Big Brother UK once. That was okay. pretty good. I think he might have been on the same season as Ken Russell. The only one that I think I saw was the one with Tiffany Pollard. I didn't see that one. I saw the one with Perez Hilton and uh, Michelle Visage. Okay. I didn't watch that. Do you have any reality show uh, favorites? Oh, God. I mean... Well, but wait, you're a big Anna Nicole fan, right? I'm a huge Anna Nicole fan, so of course that show. Sure. Um, top model. Oh, okay, right. Huge top so model So you were fan. on Shea Coulee's yes. uh, podcast recently, yes, right? absolutely. And it, I, I could talk about top model all the time. Actually, we were in New York um, for Pride, and yes. I got to meet Miss J. Oh, amazing. Huge deal. I mean, like, she came to our hotel room. We got to have, like, a full conversation. Mm-hmm. It was so lovely. It's one of those times where, you, like... You meet your heroes and they're better than you expected them to be. Yeah, that's lovely. And she, so amazing. So amazing. So real. Just amazing time with her. And you all had quite a time in New York, didn't you? It was wild. Yeah, let's get into that. So it was uh, the premiere of your documentary. Yes, our mini doc. Mini doc, okay. So the the main doc's coming in a few uh, years? So the, hopefully. The, the next series of documentaries? Yeah, some something. Something's brewing, for sure. Yeah, something's always brewing with y'all. Y- yes. We're really heavily on the documentary. We're really wanting that to be like a big to-do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we did our mini one. Um. It was kind of an ex- extension of the In the Know one that they did on Mark. Playing LA soon, right? Yeah, we're doing we're doing an LA um, premiere on July 15th. Oh, lovely. The night before The night before big, Sugar Town. That's right. It's going to be a fabulous weekend for LA. Yes, I'm excited. I'm really excited for Sugar Tank to be back. That was the last party we did before the closed before it closed. It was oh, yeah, the yeah. first it was the first Sugar Tank was the last party <laughs> before the shutdown. And it was so much fucking fun. Yeah. I cannot wait to see, like and people are out in troves now oh, like and yeah. everyone is ready to party and have fun and mm-hmm. like no inhibitions. So I'm excited right. to see what happens. At precincts reopening. The mood in the air was amazing, wasn't so it? So much fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. I love precinct. Precinct is yeah. like like the closest to to feeling like home kind of bar yeah um that that is here for me in la like i i love going out in west hollywood but as far as like home like it feels real mm-hmm. it, it's precinct i agree with you or i feel similarly some places you're like i gotta bring someone with me because yes. i need to know i have an ally here because you know the vibe might be different or you might not be into the music it's always pleasant and uh, uplifting yes at, at precinct I, it really is and i love brian mm-hmm. and i love mateo he got to come with us to New York. It was really fun. Yeah. Like, Fabulous we, DJ. We did a Mateo, pool. Uh, Sagrande, right? It's the last... Sagade. Sagade. Forgive me. Um, we did a... Hello, Mateo. My, my apologies <laughs> for mispronouncing your name. We just go with Mateo. It's it's the easiest. Uh, Mateo, of course. Yeah. Um, but he it was so much fun because we did a pool party on Sunday and um, Simone and Gigi performed, but um, we got to host it. And like, so Mateo got to DJ the last half of the whole party. Oh, cool. And you had your own liquid lockout. Yes. Yes. <laughs> except for I was in a lovely caftan. Um, and he did this mix of nine to five and Megan the Stallion and watching like the New York, like uppity gaze. <laughs> <laughs> dance to nine to five was so fun to me that's the best that's it, the it best. really was and that's really kind of like not the point or the message of house of avalon but there, there's a certain aspect of house of avalon where uh, to my eyes anyway where it's like no these are great things and guess what you're taken care of there's a curatorial 
aspect to it and there's like a factory sense to it absolutely yeah which i really uh, admire and appreciate it's it's you know if we're not having fun then uh, how is anyone else going to be able to you right. know what i mean you know, like we just... have to start the the vibe like we start the vibe so yeah. if, as, as long as we're having a good time everybody else is going to have a good time you know if your hair doesn't look good our hair doesn't look good or whatever you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or so, i don't look yeah, good that's right sure. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite ads of all time <laughs> Thank you, Vidal. You've changed, Vidal. Thank you, Vidal. Because you're using more styling products, it's harder to get your hair really clean and sexy. But now you can with my new Vidal Sassoon Advanced Salon Formula. The shampoo cleanses away styling buildup. The conditioning finishing rinse leaves your hair radiant. New Advanced Salon Formula. Thank you, Vidal. Because if you don't look good, we don't look good. Let's go back to the beginning of the House of Avalon. Okay. Me and Hunter are both from Arkansas. Oh, well, we're all from Arkansas. What am I saying? We're both from Bald Knob. So Hunter and I grew up together. I didn't really know Hunter. We mm-hmm. ran with a different crowd, mm-hmm. um, even though we were together. And this, we, you know, the high, like, and Bald Knob is such a small town. Like the high school, middle school, and elementary are all in the same, um, uh, what do you call it? Campus walking distance from each other yeah. mm-hmm. okay so it's all connected everything's connected um so because it's a very t- like i graduated with a class of 80 people wow yeah that small me and hunter just never like connected ever even though we were like the only two queer people <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> well, like, sometimes neither that, one of us sometimes neither that, one of that us will force out. you apart from each other true you know? <laughs> neither one of us were out in high school and like we took different lanes like hunter was always friends with like the weird kids like the the gothy vibes and I was always friends with like the prettiest cheerleaders, and because that's my where my interests lied. <laughs> um, and so we never like really connected in high school at all. But it was funny because the summer after high school, my senior year, I went to the liquid lock-in that I was telling you about mm-hmm. that I had went to when I was in sixth grade. Sure, and Hunter was there with i don't know why he was there i guess he was there with i think he started doing church with his mom like later half high school like just going and um we met and hung out because we had a mutual friend in the wave pool and we started discussing top model and we were both obsessed with naima and we started talking about like the seven deadly sins photo shoot Uh and like that's how we became friends you found your uh, common ground yeah we were literally never separate since that time yeah like we like from then on we were i was staying at his house like we were partying we were having so much fun buying things off ebay yeah we were obsessed with buttons and like signed um pictures of like Catwoman, and like we have we have a we have a signed picture of all the villains from the batman movies <laughs> amazing like we were obsessed yeah so like our obsessions be- forced us to be friends sure because sure. like we got each other like he was the first person that i ever met that ever felt like got me mm-hmm. like that understood oh yeah which where, is such a, where i was coming from about things it's such an isolated area essentially yeah it is. was and i was like why were we never friends before it was such a strange strange thing but um so that's how we met and then i met mark in college because hunter went to chicago moved to chicago and went to school at columbia mm-hmm. and then i went to uca which is a, like in a, a college in arkansas and I met Mark in college, and we met in a drawing three class. And um, Mark always tells the story because, like, they the teacher would let one of us play music each day. Like, somebody it was you had to take a turn. Sure. And so you could plug in your phone, and you could play whatever music you wanted. And Mark, it was Mark's day, and he put on like the most depressing, <laughs> like hipster. <laughs> 
Oh, I was, I could not tell. It was not inspirational to me in any way. I could not get any work done. So I just went over and I just took his phone off and put mine on. <laughs> and I played Britney. There you go. And he, I, I, his face, I don't even know if he, like, it was, it was very funny. And then he was like, let's be friends. And so that's how, and like, it was like, it was one of those things. I don't have any other friends from college. Mark's my only oh, really? friend from college. Mm-hmm. Um, but cause when we, the first night we hung out, I stayed at his house till 6am and we we're just like talking about things. And it was really strange because like me and Mark's connection was different than me and Hunter's connection because Mark was never obsessed with like pop culture stuff. So like it was just a whole different realm and he was such a great artist and I was so inspired by his stuff. Um, that it really connected us in a way. And then Hunter was dating a boy that I didn't like. And I was like, Mark is really cute. And I feel like would be so good for Hunter. And so I introduced <laughs> them. Yeah. And they, since, since then they had been together. So they've been together for almost 10 years now. Wow. And, um, see you're arranging things and just not the art sense but also in the romantic absolutely <laughs> i'm putting it together the yes, way i want exactly. it exactly <laughs> <laughs> um and then yeah and it was great and like we one time we went to surprise hunter for his birthday and um we stayed at hunter's house with his boyfriend mm-hmm. and and mark and hunter had been like talking behind this boyfriend's back <laughs> and it was a to do it was a to do <laughs> but it fun all worked out yeah fun really. drama oh, was, it was so much fun. living for it right uh, oh <laughs> yeah it was it was drama i was like mark because we were me and mark slept in the guest bedroom and i was like mark just it was for breakfast and i was like mark just go out and just wear your underwear and just see just like go to the bathroom and just your underwear and see what happens and the boyfriend lost his mind and was like had a knife and he was like cutting something for breakfast mm-hmm. and he was like can you please put some pants on oh a knife gesture yes oh. yes <laughs> yes it was so funny oh i love it that. was so funny i was having too much fun i'm picturing like an avocado green kitchen for some reason um I don't really remember just what the kitchen the, looked like. Just because the gesture with the, the knife the gesture with, with the that. knife was was yeah. for real yeah um but yeah in, they ended up not Mar- or hunter and um the boyfriend ended up breaking up and then of course followed through exactly. with, with mark like it was, was supposed, supposed to happen to exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. okay so then fast forward we're all um mark and hunter together blah 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 they go to new york for mark's internship mm-hmm. um and he, they they spend the summer in new york they get to experience the city life yada 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 they come back we're bored what are we going to do so we st- we decide to throw a party at the house. Mark really throws the first party for Hunter for his birthday. Oh, okay. And it's a Madonna party. I mean, everybody's having a good time. We're all partying. And then we decide to do a Britney night. And this is at our, all at our house. Yeah. So um, we... What venue right is in the area even? There, there... there are two gay clubs in Little Rock. Okay. I'll get to that. Okay. Forgive me. Let's. Uh, no, no. <laughs> but so we start throwing. So we do a Britney night and we put all the furniture from the entire house into one room so that we can party in the rest of, course. of the house. Yeah. And so each of the house, each of the rooms in the house, we decide to do a Britney, a different Britney theme in each room. Mm-hmm. So like one room we did like 
Bubblegum, Baby One More Time, Britney, like everything's like really cute. And what we did was we made these flyers and each flyer had like representation of Britney. Like, so I had a picture and then like something we would scan things like to make it like feel 3D. Yeah. Um, and so each room had different flyer and we would wallpaper the whole room. Everything in the room would be wallpapered oh, completely wow. with that flyer. Yeah. So the first room was like the bubblegum pop, Brittany. Then this dance room, we did like sexy slave for you, Brittany. And then we did the, we always had a photo booth room and the photo booth room was like 2007, Brittany. And we were gooped and gagged over it because we like had, we like cut some of Barbie's hair and we scanned it on the picture of her. And like we, the only thing in the room was a bench and we completely wallpapered that as well. (laughs) And then we also covered a um, buzzer like a hair clip buzzer. Oh, okay. And that, so those are the only two things in the room for the photo shoot. <laughs> and, um, it went, we went nuts that night. Like yeah. it was crazy fun. Um, so, so much fun. And now then, I just have to ask, did you curate the playlist? No, we actually, um, maybe I did. I might have for that one. Mm-hmm. I, just I don't know like when I really started. As the, I, yeah. I start, yeah, we did. Cause the second, then, then we, I, I, so yes, it would all be off my phone for that one. Um, the next party we had, we did uh, Disco 3000. Um, and it was for Mark's birthday. And we wanted to like honor the club kids of like early 90s, late 80s. Um, Cause, you know, Disco 2000 was like their big, huge to do party. Yeah. And so we wanted to do it with Disco 3000. And um, that party is the party that was too intense <laughs> like we did the same thing we cleared all the rooms sure but instead of doing wallpaper we did installations so Ooh. like and there was like we made this green foam like coming like the the um, what do you call it? the fireplace like the mantle looked like it, it looked like it does now at our house it had eyes and then shit was coming out of the like sure like it was the mouth yeah so we did all these little mini um food inflatables that were coming out of the mouth the green foam we painted the whole thing pink like it was intense and, and this is like a tribute to area kind of sure, thing right yeah, like mm-hmm. the installation and all that absolutely and the dance room mark wanted to do like a soccer field vibe so he did he put he covered the entire floor our entire wood floor with a um green astroturf and then on the walls he did <laughs> He did tinfoil covering the whole walls. So it was like a fucking oven in the dance room. <laughs> like it was the hottest I've ever been in my life. What time of year so was fun. it too? Because I was Summer, in, July. Oh my God. Uh, July 19th, probably. That's oh, his birthday. I was in Arkansas once for a video job doing um, stuff at the training facility. I can't remember the company name, but, but the company that tests all the stuff that goes into Walmart for safety. And it was like, the hottest I've ever experienced. And it was like, we were outside a lot and I'm, I, I almost dropped dead like four times. The, the humidity in Arkansas in the summer is like Arkansas heat is something different. It's <laughs> yeah, just different. It really is. And that's back when I drank. And so I had a ripping hangover, at least two of those days. Hot and oh, a hangover. I'm yeah, out. Oof, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling in. Yeah. I'm going to go to the bunks because there's AC there. That's right. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it was it was sweltering hot, but it was really really fun. It was the first time that Mark like really got to um make our looks. Sure, yeah, like yeah. And was started. That's when he started like really sewing like looks for us. So yeah. they were really funny and very crafty. But um, it was really the beginning of it. Um, it, it was so wild. We had people like the entire front yard was covered in people mm-hmm. all the way on the porch, all the way through the house, all the way to the backyard, and down this down the um 
what do you call that thing a deck oh sure um, yeah and yeah. then all the way so i mean it was completely full people were dancing so hard like the foundation of the house you could feel it kind of sway a little <laughs> bit um so it was it was the most intense party like to the point where we were like we're gonna have to like start you know telling people no yeah you know like because right. it was too much well and then going to the two bars so one of the bars is was like the classic country gay bar. Like they did pageant drag queen shows. Yeah. Everybody there was wearing like a polo and like Abercrombie um, khaki shorts and a flip flop. Like that was the look. That's everyone was very heteronormative. Um, and then the other club was uh, was about to go under. Um, Always good when you're looking to throw a party. Right. They were about to go under. So the owner reached out to us and was like, hey, we've been seeing what you've been doing with your parties at your house. Would you guys like to do a Saturday? Um, we'll split the door with you. If you if it's something you're interested in, let us know. We were like, sure. So we threw our first club party and we called it Surrender Dorothy. And um, it was all Wizard of Oz themed. Like Mark did these really amazing installations. He did like a full wall of these giant poppies. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a tornado and had picket fences like flying through the air. The um, yellow brick road was above your head oh, instead wow. of below. Yeah, um, it was really really stunning. It was so successful. The owner was like, "Would you guys like to start being creative directors here and work in doing the weekend stuff?" And so we did, and completely turned. That motherfucker out we had we would have people drive from all over arkansas like hours away sure because we were like the only like super queer artsy party like that was it like it was either you go to place with people and wearing flip-flops or you come over here to these <laughs> crazy art kids right it must have been wild for anyone it was who, it, it was intense. Who had an interest in yeah it was exactly. intense but it yeah. was so much fun yeah, i can imagine it, the, the freedom people felt there it, it was it was a magical time and how long did that run for there before you started thinking about moving? Um, I mean, we always were thinking about moving. That really? was never <laughs> not. But we let it go for like a th- like probably three or four years before we moved. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, we decided to move when like people started kind of creating their own houses and they kind of, you know, like all the people, like they had a regular, there was regulars at the club. Like every Saturday night you were going to see these people. And once it became like a thing where people could like, take what we had started and kind of do their own thing with it that they didn't need us anymore sure so you know we were ready to do something else we were ready to move on to bigger and better things and we looked and you know it was always really between um chicago new york or la right um and we literally went to chicago the weekend before we moved to la um to um go to queen with shay and dan and um it was so much fun and we loved it we loved it so it was really at that point it became chicago or la yeah and we decided like we if we were gonna do it let's just fucking do it and we decided to come to la because we were like chicago is amazing but really is it's just a stepping stone sure you know absolutely do we need that extra step or do we just want to jump especially with you know your pop culture obsessions where else do you really want to be but la yeah it's 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 it for me and so we moved and it's been here ever since now when was that the move 2018 i think we've been here for four years well, time's a weird thing when you look back now because of the last year and a half. Yeah, because it's pretty much gone. <laughs> no, we exactly. lost a year of our lives. Yeah, I'm like, was that two years ago? It's certain things and I can't remember. The, you yet. know, the pandemic had so many obviously negative things about it, but it was 
it was a really great year for me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Um, like, I mean, great year for us. Like, it was it was a time where like everyone didn't have any day jobs. Right. You know, we were all working on our art and didn't have to think about anything else. So it, we really just stuck our nose in it and went. And right. um, I, I think it really bettered us. And you had the lovely bubble. Yeah, we had our bubble, you know, because we all live in that huge house. And then we have um, Gigi lives next door. <laughs> it's so cute. It's like a, it, yeah. it's like a like a Laverne and Shirley or something like that. Very. With the neighbor. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, she lives literally right next door. Yeah, I park in her garage. I mean, I park in her driveway. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it it just was really great. We had the Twitch. We did the Avalon TV. We're still doing it. It was really great because it just kind of gave us a new outlet instead of being at a club. We were just in our, in our living room in front of the computer. Well, there's sort of like a Warhol TV aspect to it. Sure. You know, and the and TV party as well. We we had watched a, um, a documentary on the beginning of MTV and like about how they were pretty much just like kids that wanted to start something and they just kind of like faked it till they made it. And the whole thing really was inspiring to us. And it's like we already have like watched rue and her friends um build like their little tv shows on on public access television um and like uh, one of my favorite things is rue's christmas special mm. like from the early 90s yeah. you know what i'm talking about I do, yeah um and so that's kind of like what started the us we we're like let's just make twitch a public ass- access show like because M- mark and caleb will play a game every once in a while on there and so will rosie rosie's really funny to what have you ever seen her play games i have not seen her play games you, no. sh- I'm gonna you, have you, to you should check it out because it's it's real because you know have you know who rosie is yeah rosie so Thorn. she's like yeah. this dainty little girl she's playing like dead by daylight and like screaming <laughs> and so and you get to hear her talk to the people okay yeah it is hilarious that sounds fun much like i'm not a uh sports fan but i like the other stuff i think watching the games i Same. might you i'm know not what a I game mean? player Mm-mm. sure i, I yeah. love to watch I, I like i like to play mortal kombat every once in a while that's mm-hmm. a fun one for me mm-hmm. but um other than that I'm, I, I like to watch and like see people's reactions yeah and rosie is the one to watch okay well that's on my list now so funny forward to that so funny yeah. I, I i'm laughing dying and other programming simone has a show yeah simone says there's raw dog uncensored which raw dog uncensored which me and rubber do together um and let's see what else is oh Gigi's wig rehab where she you know takes a nasty old wig and makes it cute um which she's amazing with the hair it's the craziest thing to watch hunter and rubber do like a like a daytime talk show oh, I love um, that. where they just kind of talk about the week and like what's going on yeah um it's just funny because Hunter's very much into like the politics, and um, he's all of course pop culture. So it's it's like interesting to watch his thought processes where he mixes them all together. Yeah. Um, and then Rubber is just so out there, so it's a nice <laughs> connection. Um, and then of course, I mean Rubber do Raw Dog, where sometimes we're we're doing like if there's a Drag Race season on, we'll do a review of that. Um, other than that, we're just on there just talking about what the fuck ever we want to talk about. I was really charmed by Rubber putting too much hot sauce on the noodles last week <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and then suffering the runny nose, but yet wearing latex gloves. So of there course. was really, yeah, there yeah. was kind of a uh, Rubber was at an impasse in terms of what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you were talking about the New York trip on that. And so I'd love to get back into that because what a fabulous uh, trip that seems to have been, especially at the end of the pandemic. There's two trips, actually, I want to talk about that and the Mexico trip. The Mexico trip came first. 
and it was just a it was a vacation for us it was you know because none of us had we, we had been locked up we were ready to do something fun mark and hunter had both been to puerto vallarta before mm-hmm. none of us uh, rest of us have almost didn't happen because me and simone and caleb didn't even have um um passports oh okay and to get a passport right now is like <laughs> A fucking nightmare. Oh my god! What what did it like entail? You can, yeah. Well, like because normally you can get you can pay extra and get it expedited, right. and you can get it here in like two or three days, right? Um, which is what we thought we were going to do. No, they don't even do it anymore. <laughs> they we don't had, do that like, anymore. The reason we got our passports is because we found this person who does expedited passports who has a connection to a congressman, and she pushed it through. That's what we you had need. to write this like this huge letter about that we're going to perform. And that it's for work, cultural, this, something, something, yeah. all this stuff, <laughs> and to get it pushed through. And we did, like, literally got our passport in like maybe four days before we were supposed to leave. Oh man! So, but we got them, and we went. Um, it was just a great vacation. We wanted something. We wanted to go somewhere and just have fun and have no like obligation to anything. Yeah. Um, we we did have plans like we were going to do some videos and we were going to do some like amazing photo shoots we get there and it is so hot <laughs> it is so hot yeah like the divas put on a, a makeup and it's just like running down their face like <laughs> nightmare level yeah sure. nightmare level even and when you're experienced with arkansas heats this is going to take you to it was dimension. it was the closest to arkansas heat i'd ever i've ever okay. gotten anywhere else sure um it, it was insane, but they had they like they were like they had to get in drag one day to get stuff done. Yeah, so we just made it work for that one day. <laughs> I like that something alluded to on the Raw Dog Uncensored. It's uh, people had stuffed up noses for various things. <laughs> <laughs> I know allergies could be really bad. Allergies sometimes. are crazy <laughs> in PV. <laughs> Um, no, but it was it was in. Have you been to PV? No, I never have. No, never it, been to Mexico actually. The people are so nice, mm-hmm. so like so kind and really really cool people. Um, we got to go out and um, it was really fun. Have you ever? You've never been so there? They have never male been. strip clubs. Like, really, where they get booty naked. <laughs> oh wow, I did yeah, not know like that. dicks out naked. Oh wow, yeah. Can you say dick on here? Oh, you can say okay. anything you like. Yeah, anything um, you like. Crazy, crazy time, and especially to be going there after being locked up, cooped up in the house. Yeah, but it's sweet that everyone that you've been cooped up with is who you want to travel with still, well they, it's the family know? that's what i mean though yeah. that's such a lovely thing i mean i i believe in chosen family more than anything sure so like that's that way it's it's how it's it's how it has been and it's how it's going to be well that's this incredible foundation that yeah. allows everything to be uh, even stronger well and we all have different gifts and we put them all together in a pot and yeah. it makes things really amazing yeah, and you enjoy each other's company. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, when you're, it's different than having. I, I say chosen family because it's different than having a friend. These people aren't just my friends. Like we call each other on our on our bullshit constantly. We fight like family. We scream and yell, uh, uh, but we love each other more than anything in the world. So it's yeah. like everything always gets fixed everything you know what i mean like every yeah. kind of argument we always find a way to settle it it's not just avoiding the person because yeah. there's some bullshit going on yeah it's on not just a silent treatment moment it's none of that because nobody has time for that right like i care about you too much to waste my time with that what's the most common disagreement oh my god who knows of cleaning <laughs> we fight about cleaning we fight about time um being uh-huh. late we we it's it's uh it's it's getting like 10 people together to do something all at once is 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 a lot of scheduling issues. 
Who's the most prompt and who's the least? Prompt? Hunter is the most prompt, but he also has the least to do. <laughs> so, like as far as like getting ready, like sure. he he still to this day has an issue with like thinking about how much time it takes a drag queen to get ready <laughs> and like the mental preparation you have to do to get oh, in drag. Yeah, like sure. it's a whole different game than just put like putting on an eyeshadow. So he still has an issue with like figuring that that time sequence out. But yeah, he's always the first ready. I would say me or Simone are probably the last to get ready. Rubber gets ready very quickly, too. Mm-hmm. Um, she wears the most makeup, and it takes her the shortest amount of time to get ready. <laughs> it's a skill. It's a gift. Yeah. She's been doing makeup since she was 14. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm she's, looking forward to having Rubber on, actually. You, yeah. uh, rubber is a good time. You'll have fun with her. Yeah. Trust and believe. <laughs> get the bleep button ready. <laughs> that's fantastic that's what i look for yeah Yeah. she she i felt like i met my match when i met her Mm -hmm. like as far as like rottedness (laughs) and that thing i love more than rottedness by the way yeah she you know we go back and forth (laughs) deciding on who was the most rotted me or rubber Mm -hmm. but um she wins a lot you pass the baton back and forth it's nice rubber's rubber's fearless (laughs) she's she's not scared of anything Mm -hmm. and i liked also on raw dog uncensored that you were you know uh expressing very unvarnished opinions about aspects of drag race or uh that's what's fun yeah that's what i love though you know because a lot of times you don't see that or hear that no and it's like uh we always say we love all the dolls like it's never like a hate or a um personal issue sure we are just talking about the drag it's kind of similar to what you said before you call people on their shit because you care yeah yeah sure Sure. <laughs> well, I just wanted to put a little flower on top of it. It's just fun to bitch. It. You know yeah. what I mean? It it's is fun to bitch. There is nothing more fun than bitching. It's probably a far more honest uh, assessment of it than what I just said. Yeah. It, it's just it's it's a good time. It's funny. It's drag is funny. Mm-hmm. Every, drag is funny. Drag mishaps are great. Drag mishaps are even better. <laughs> but in the in general, drag is funny to me. Yeah. And I love it so much. And it has enveloped everything in my life. Mm-hmm. So um, it's. What I love, it, it's fun, and I love talking about Drag Race. I love talking about Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> when was the first time you did drag? Oh, I, I mean, what do you mean by the word drag? I guess. Well, whatever you would consider your first drag. The look. first time I went out in a dress. If that's the definition for you, then then we'll go there, and then maybe the first performance. But yes, first time out in a dress. First time out in a dress was in Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and it was to a fashion show. Um. In, in Nashville, Tennessee, a fashion show. <laughs> no, it was really fabulous. It was really fun, and um, it's where I was. Where I was, I had natural hair, and so I was like, my hair was it was shaved on the sides and long on top, and I have curly hair, bleach blonde, and I would tease it up, mm-hmm. and I would put on a foundation that was actually a concealer. Oh, and it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like the maddest, whitest face, and a bold lip. Oh, okay. No lip liner, just a lipstick. Just a lipstick. Yeah. And then the that outfit. That was drag for me. No uh-huh. no mascara, no lashes. Nothing. No, very no severe, contour. simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this red skin tight dress and a pair of black Doc Martens. It's a solid look. I felt fabulous. Sure. Um, but that was the first time that I ever like went out in makeup, I guess. And what was this fashion show? I can't remember the name. Oh, okay. It was, it was for our friend at the time. His name's Hunter can't remember his last name a lot of hunters you know more hunters than only two the really person but it's still that's a pretty high number, um, i think I right? what is hunter's last name i can't remember that's awful 
but um <laughs> he, he's lovely shout out to hunter too i don't hunter yeah. in nashville love ya um had so much fun at your show but it was really cool isn't a recycling plant and so like all like the the whole decor was um shredded paper and like they would do like piles of cardboard and like do like a huge mound of cardboard and a huge shred of paper and then people would come out from behind things yeah it's very fabulous mm. for, especially for nashville yeah um but yeah that was the first time and then, I remember wearing a dress what about performance Perform or, like to perform? or like at a club thing that you were doing or something I'm, like I've that. never been like the biggest like lip sync girl like that kind of thing yeah um the first time that I remember like really feeling f- my full oats was for the very first VVXmas um which is a very Vanderbilt Christmas and it started in Arkansas and it was the Saturday before Christmas is like normally like a not the biggest weekend in arkansas to like go out to a club like most people were with their families um and so they were like we have this night it's not going to do anything let's just you know whatever we're going to be open because it's a saturday but don't put anything in and i was like can i do a show and they were like what kind of show and i was like i want to do like a christmas variety show and this is a week before <laughs> and i put together a christmas variety show yeah and I had like five costume changes <laughs> and I had duets with like all my friends. Yeah. I did different things. I had, a, I had a drag queen angel choir um, where all the local girls dress. I mean, it's like you have to wear all white. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you wear as long as it's white yeah. and you have to have a halo. And that's the first time I felt like I really was like performing. But I was I was singing live over the tracks. I opened with um, Britney's My Only Wish This Year and it's just like playing. And then I have a microphone yeah. and I'm singing over the top of britney like <laughs> shredding like the worst vocals like i can't sing like that's never been a thing but i, I love singing i can't sing but i love to sing well that's what that's 90 percent of the battle well i just feel like that's christmas for me well like, there you go i love screaming and like ruining a classic christmas song <laughs> do you have a favorite uh yeah blah, blah, blah. do you have a favorite christmas cocktail uh no are you a big drinker or no no i'm not mm-hmm. i love weed yeah um i used to be a big drinker in arkansas and i wouldn't smoke and then when I moved here, I don't really, I, I, I still like, if I got, if I'm going to the club, I'll have a drink. Yeah. But I'm, I, I rarely ever get like drunk at a club. Sure. Well, also here you can pick whatever kind of weed you want. You can go so on a specific different. journey. It's so different. Yeah, it is. And I'm a sativa girl. Like I want it sativa all day long. I don't want anything that makes me go to sleep. No. I want to be awake and I want to be creative. Um, <laughs> indica freaks me out. Like I, I got yeah, really I'm bugged I'm not out. an indica girl. Mm-hmm. I am not an indica girl at all. And most people are like, that's the one that like settles me down and makes me feel chill. And I was like. It makes me paranoid. Par- oh, yeah. Indica puts me in the paranoid state, mm-hmm. and sativa doesn't. And usually, sat- people are like, sativa usually makes me paranoid. Yeah, no, when people tell me that sativa spins them out, and granted, I can only have like one or two hits because otherwise it gets too much. Meanwhile, I love psychedelics, but weed somehow, it's, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but sativa, yeah, that's the only one for me. And it, it's like a pleasant kind of like, hey, wait, everything's great. Everything's yeah. fine. Everything's kind of fun. <laughs> it's just a little more floaty. I like anything that I can, can disconnect my spinal cord yeah. with. That's where, you know, I always feel like I'm floating there. Tell me to tie a ring around. I mean, a string around my my ankle. Yeah, yeah. Tell me down. I always like anything that's like a slight goof up where you're just kind of like, oh, I'm kind of just a little goofy. I might mix my sentence up. I love giggling. Yeah. <laughs> I love to giggle. Giggling is a good time. Giggling yeah. with Rosie Thorne is probably my favorite thing. Well, also with the rotted sense of humor, there's a lot like, of giggling going Rosie on. is so dirty <laughs> and she doesn't sound dirty, so it it's even better. On the way to Mexico, we, me and Rosie were seated beside each other, mm-hmm. and we did an edible right before we got on the plane, and it hit like right as we were about to take off. Perfect. And we giggled for probably 30 minutes into this flight, and the people around us hated us. 
and we were giggling about nothing nothing no, there was nothing to laugh at sure. we were just laughing and it was so fun but you also have that sort of inappropriate setting thing not quite church not quite a funeral not but quite you're a funeral. On, a, yeah. on a plane yes when i'm not supposed to laugh is my favorite time to laugh mm-hmm. yeah nothing's as funny it's like something that's not really funny but you're in church and also, you would spend a lot of time in church, right? Because oh, yeah. how many hours on that Sunday would you be there? Um, we so Sunday school would start at ten, and then we would be out like out of church probably like at eleven thirty. So we would go to Sunday school and then go like it was like Sunday school and then um, Sunday school was only like thirty minutes, I think. Okay, and then it would be. Maybe no Sunday school is nine thirty. We had to be there at nine thirty. Nine thirty. Okay. Yes. Now that I'm remembering, so yes. An early Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, and then Sunday nights we yeah. would do like a like a class thing. Like you would go to, to your class, and then you would go to the main church. Oh, so there would be another class later at night. Mm-hmm. And it did. Oof. That so that's a lot. That's like what, oh, yeah. six hours. I went to I in 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 middle school. I went to um the the state championship for Bible trivia what yeah that's amazing I know. <laughs> oh my I'm god you, i love tell me I about the, the state championship for bible trivia we didn't win but it was no, but it's like a group of four and they're from still, the church to even be considered it's an honor yeah it's that just is. well they ask questions and it's like <laughs> like they'll do they'll do questions about the bible like fill in the blanks and they'll do like um a bible verse quoting oh okay um right. so there's a there's a different levels okay that you'd sure. have to accomplish now was there uh, a particular strong suit that you had for it? I, I was I, I I was good at um names like in the Old Testament and like like storylines. I was very good at storylines. This is you know, it just the it's the same thing as the pop culture. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's your favorite <laughs> I was gonna who's your favorite star of the Bible, I guess? Um I loved like Ruth. Uh-huh. Um it was always the women for me. <laughs> well, Esther. sure, there you go. Um uh, one or Bathsheba. two of the guys, okay, but uh, you're not going to find them on the playlist. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we loved Bathsheba when, like, what was David watched her bathe and like. Oh, is that what it is? Remember that? Um, Foggy in the Bible from Hallelujah, like um, Katie Lang. Oh, okay. Who sings Hallelujah originally? Leonard Cohen. I don't know his version. I only know Katie Lang's version. That's one of those songs that's been covered so many, so times. many times. And there's different versions too, because he wrote like this crazy number of verses for it. He's an interesting guy. He was like a monk for a while. He uh, was very open about, it. well, hey, speed's not that bad. I have depression, so it helps. And yeah, there was like, I don't know, 40 verses of that. So some wow. people will do one version of it. And then like Rufus Wainwright's version will be different than Katie Lang's, et cetera. I so. only know Katie Lang's. I know that there's several, but I only know Katie Lang's. I love Katie Lang's. Rufus Wainwright does a great version of that. Okay. Yeah, and a couple he's other a, people. He's a male singer. <laughs> that's right yes but gay so <laughs> it's a little bit easier exactly it's a little bit easier. a little bit easier and he did a full recreation of liza at carnegie hall i think liza or judy he did judy right forgive me yeah you're right yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. judy because didn't have enough caffeine yet so demerit on my part i am obsessed with judy's last time singing over the rainbow at carnegie hall oh okay. so that's kind of where i connected that because that's my number one funeral song like when i die that's what that's the last song to play it's a beautiful funeral song yes yeah the last one where she's like almost dead and just yeah breathless singing this song mm-hmm. so gorgeous the reason i think i probably did that uh mix up was uh, i just saw new york new york for the first time the one with liza and robert de niro i've never seen it. it's so great designed to look like a musical of the 40s and 50s but the emotional content is like the very difficult 70s stuff of relationship dynamics so it's all the fault like the the glitz and glamour thing on it's a lot about like toxic masculinity okay later in the last third of the film there's this incredible uh musical number called happy endings it's like 11 minutes long the song is written by the folks who did the music for cabaret candor and ebb 
it looks like you're watching an old school Vincenti Manelli musical. I think it's her best performance ever because her character goes on such a journey. Okay. But also, are you a fan of the uh, Drunk Judy tapes? I don't know. We're going to have to sample these, I think. Judy was going to write a, an autobiography. but okay. So they just set her up with a tape recorder. And she would be pilled up and drunk and ranting. Oh. <laughs> it's a two-CD set. No, you're kidding. No. <laughs> of just is. drunk ranting? I'm very self-conscious about talking about myself. But I think I've got something to write about at last. If you like it, you'll like it. If you don't like it, you won't like it. But you won't be able to take it lightly. (laughs) Any more than I've been able to take it lightly. I've laughed at myself when I should have cried. And I've cried because I had every reason I'd gotten damn mad i'm an angry lady i'm a lady who is angry i've been insulted slandered humiliated but still america's sweetheart absolutely i'm a rather intelligent i think or and I'm emotional, yeah, I'm a woman, I'm emotional. I'm not something you wind up and put on a stage that sings Carnegie Hall album and you put her in a closet and forget to invite her to the party <laughs> that's given for her, the agents leave her behind. I'm mad, I am mad enough, and yet still very self-conscious, but I'm going to write a book and I'm going to talk because I can do something besides sing, you know. I don't always have to sing a song. There is something besides the man that got away or over the rainbow or the trolley song. There's a woman. There are three children. There's me. There's a lot of life going here. I wanted to believe and I tried my damnedest to believe in the rainbow that I tried to get over, and I couldn't. So what? Lots of people can't. All right, Judy. But I'm not lots of people. It sounds like she was opening a bottle there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. me? I'm the one who's had delivered me. I don't want to hear any resentment from anybody else now about how difficult I am. And I don't want to pick up a paper and read how unfit a mother I am when I have three marvelous children who seem to take and have always loved me. Fat, thin, funny, sad. They think I'm pretty good. I think they're great. Wow. It's on, is it on YouTube? How do you find it? It's on YouTube, and I have the whole thing. I can send it to yeah, you. Yeah, please. I would love to listen to the whole thing. It's amazing. One has to imagine the typist or the transcriptionist sitting with these tapes going, well, I'm not sure what we have here. What are we, what are we got? <laughs> what is a pamphlet? Right, exactly. Imagine that. It was like just reading a chapter. I'm a woman. You know, I'm, I'm not just a singer, just period. Yes. <laughs> and how, how would one connote the uh, rage and intense passion? Well, all caps. And of course, we were talking about the Britney Spears thing. They were controlled, Judy and her contemporaries, with pills. It's just history repeating. 
Yeah. That's it's, that's all it is. Yeah. They would give them uppers in the morning to keep them going all day and then knock them out with drugs. And then no wonder they became a notorious addicts. I mean, yeah. what else? It, it, their stories really parallel each other. Yes. You know, as yeah. starting as children. Right. You know, working in adult businesses. <laughs> yeah. And then not having control of it, too. No. Like even, yeah, yeah. The parents are always in control. And then the, at least one of her ex-husbands did a bunch of nonsense and then she was left i think in financial disarray mm-hmm. which is actually why the book was happening yeah she died very poor which is crazy yeah for judy garland yeah exactly did you watch the movie with renee in it i did not was it, it good it was it yes i will say it was good mm-hmm. I'm, i i uh, i can shred anything but it was it was good there were some really sweet moments in it i thought i thought renee did a great job for for what it was she looked amazing in the trailer that i saw and i i you know and i'll put that on my list because that's the other funny thing we can always shred stuff but like as long as there's enough good about something there's enough good i would have i I honestly think i would have liked it better if they would have just used um judy's vocals because that part did kind of take me out a little bit but i mean it was like she she's portraying judy in her older age and so it was less you know like when she like her butchering a song was similar to renee's butchering a song right you know what i mean yeah and it it gives the dramatic mm -hmm. uh, feeling if she was having to pay like young judy like belting (laughs) it probably would not have worked right right exactly yeah biopics are an interesting thing because sometimes i love them yeah i love to hate them Uh, (laughs) um you know i'm like marilyn was my first Mm -hmm. i found out about her through andy warhol because i didn't really know anything about Marilyn growing up mm-hmm. and um but my art teacher in high school showed me um the the great american art book i think is what it's called okay. i can't remember it's a huge thick book and like every picture is a different piece of work sure and i remember flipping through it and finding the warhol Marilyn and wondering like this person is so beautiful i want to know more about this and i love the the coloring and the screen printing and so then i went to a warhol dive read Marilyn's diary Marilyn Monroe, my story. I think that's what it's called, but it's like just her diary section. Very amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really went into a, a deep dive into Marilyn. Do you think she was killed? Yes, without a doubt. I mean, it seems highly likely. But I love, like, uh, I I loved the biopics on Marilyn. Like, yeah. I have you ever seen Blonde? It's got um Poppy Poppy Montgomery. I think is what her name hmm. is. No, I haven't. She plays Marilyn in it, and okay. I think it was like made by Playboy. Mm-hmm. I may be incorrect about that, but I'm pretty sure it's produced by Playboy. Um, but it's like a biopic on Marilyn, and I, I guess it's not that known. I'm I'm a, I'm a nut, so like of course I'm watching. Well, you're talking to another but nut. It's, so. <laughs> it's it's one of my it's one of my favorite Marilyn biopics, and it yeah. shows like the the studio forcing her to get an abortion. Um, they they go through all like the more dark. I like the grislier ones. Yeah, I do too. Like, what's the one with um, she's she's in um the high school movie um, um Romy michelle's high school Romy oh, michelle uh is, is it lisa kudrow not lisa kudrow uh, the other one amira servino yes she there's a, there's something i think it's called goodbye norma jean or something that sounds familiar this is and ringing she plays, a bell and yeah she plays or one of one person ashley judd plays norma jean oh wow and she and and mia uh, mira sorvino mira, yeah she plays Marilyn, and norma jean is like the bad devil on her shoulder oh, wow. kind of thing yeah it's very interesting i'd i'd sign up for that one that sounds it, it, great it's great i like the concept on that mm-hmm. one uh, are you uh interested in dorothy stratton at all i don't think i recall she was uh the playmate of the year and there's a very dark story about 
the kind of sleazy pimp type type character that got her photos to Playboy. Interesting. And then wanted to be the Svengali of her career, but she left him, and then he later killed her. And there is a really amazing, um, grim but incredible movie called Star Eighty that Bob Fosse directed about it. Okay. That is just like. <laughs> brutal yeah if you like the stories like this and it's all pretty factual there's some dispute over it from peter bogdanovich her later boyfriend who was her boyfriend after you know when she got killed he he had nothing to do with it but the story is fascinating and there's a bunch of documentaries on her as well because again it's another example of a woman who's the subject of sexual fantasies not in control of her destiny and also came to a bad end by a crazy guy i am interested in those stories I'm always interested in the stories. Yeah, same here. Showbiz stories are some of the best stories ever. Because, For sure. Yeah, and they're never predictable. Even though the ones, they can have um, parallels like we were just talking about. But there's always some twist. There's always some weird thing. Possibly because it gets to the heart of the um, light psychosis that's involved with going into any uh, sure. form of entertainment. Very true. All That Jazz is one of my favorite movies I don't know it. No, no, no. I don't, like, I don't, you, you just mentioned a bunch of stuff that I, I haven't seen. Liza, so I'm talking about a movie that you haven't seen. I've that's never, all. like, Liza's never been, like, on my mood board. Yeah, she's actually not in all that jazz. But Oh, is she not? Who, who, I'm sorry. I feel like a, no, a complete idiot now. I, I just said that Rufus Wainwright did a complete recreation of Liza Minnelli's great Carnegie Hall show. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think you have anything to worry about. <laughs> who, who was in all that jazz? What it, is it? It's, uh, it's sort of an autobiography um, fiction film about Bob Fosse's life, directed by Bob Fosse, and Roy Scheider plays him, and it's a brutal self-assessment. And all of the women he had affairs with are starring in the film. It's about his workaholism, it's about his womanizing, his perfectionism, and all of that stuff. Okay. And, and the style of the film is uh, so profoundly um, influential. Like, for instance, the Hedwig was very much influenced by it. And there's, like, incredible dance numbers in it, of course, I highly recommend it. I think okay. you'd enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. We should All do a movie jazz. night sometime. Yeah. Oh, I love a movie night. That's one of the things that it's. Uh, it almost seems like a new novel thing after this last year and a half. You know, watch tons of movies. Did you watch a lot of movies this oh, last? So many. Movies. <laughs> but I, I, I'm terrible because like I will watch a lot of new movies, mm-hmm. but I love watching movies I've already seen. I've watched so many different movies like 400 times. What's the highest play count you think on some of them? So there's Showgirls, right? Showgirls. I mean, Showgirls. I've watched. Like, are you winning? Like, actual? Like, how many times I've actually watched this movie? Yeah. Well, like, what are the ones you think you've watched the most? Uh, Showgirls is up there. Um, I love um, Girl Interrupted. I've watched that so many times. Um, Factory Girl. You know, I've not seen Factory Girl, and I'm a huge fan. Anna Miller is a goddess in that Mm -hmm. movie. She plays Edie Sedgwick. Like, it is her. That just reminded me of how annoyed I am when there's a bad Warhol in a movie. Like in The Doors, they sort of make him like a simpering idiot. No, in this, he's definitely not an idiot in this movie. He is not seen as a, in a good light, though. That I don't mind. I don't mind that because I like a, a full 60, yeah. a, a full 60, the full 60, full 360 <laughs> view of Warhol. Yeah, and his, I, um, I, I think they portray him pretty well. I mean, I always think when you're at that level of genius, there's always going to be a teeter-totter to you know what i mean it's yeah. like michael jackson like oh, yeah. when you're at that level there's always going to be something wrong there's oh sure because you can't be that genius without having negative sides no that's true and i think that's often an aspect that people forget about mm-hmm. 
you know, wildly talented people or something. There's going to be some strange things going on. Yeah, there's got to be, or there are they, they couldn't be at the level they're at. Right, and especially with Warhol. I mean, with his extreme removal from, say, normal interaction with people, sociopathic, narcissistic uh, personality disorder. You know, very much so. Yeah, I mean, the way that he would play with people, Mm -hmm. essentially, particularly in the late '60s. I want to get that Warrenoff book, Mary Warrenoff's book. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about her days in the Warhol time. She talks just about how, you know, he would pit people against each other. And at that time, of course, the factory was riddled with speed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I found out something really fun. So I'm on Adderall for ADD. Adderall, before it was called Adderall, was called Obitrol, before they removed one element from it. The pink pills that Warhol took all the time were Obitrol. So I was like, oh, how fun. I love that. He was just on Adderall. <laughs> yes, exactly. If I was on Dexedrin, I'd be like, ah, oh, the Bob Fosse drug. I love that. Isn't the pink pill what they, what they say killed Marilyn was a pink pill? That's a good question. Or that went killed Marilyn. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right. That she accidentally took, right? Yeah. I'm fascinated with old vintage pills. I love a pill box. Oh, like a pill. Like the old. Yes. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The full glamour of the uh, mm-hmm. substance abuse. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what you want. If you're going to do something, just have all the accoutrement. Get all the stuff and have a nice little case for it. Yeah. Don't just have it crumpled up in some uh, tissue. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Dollar bills, please. What are you? <laughs> Those are filthy. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, the the uh, the the church uh, camp thing. So there must have been other things like that, other church getaways and oh yeah, kinds of things like that. that. Like that's how I, I like I I never left Arkansas unless it was with a church group. We would go to like this thing called Soar. Soar. S O and then the at sign R. <laughs> And it was where all the different, like, so I grew up missionary Baptist, very strict missionary Baptist. It was only in like, uh, so like the church would only associate with other missionary Baptists. What's the difference between missionary Baptist and say, um, now see, I'm, now I'm blanking on the other brands. Like Church of Christ or, you know. Sure. So uh, I can't believe I'm actually talking about this. Oh, I'm fascinated um, <laughs> with this. I got it. Yeah. So like missionary baptist so there's two different kinds of baptist really okay. well there's several different kinds but two main kinds there's southern baptist and there's missionary baptist missionary baptist um have a certain amount of tithing that goes to missions oh, like in okay. it, like this percentage goes to missions period sure um and then southern baptists don't have that they um all their money goes back into the church how they use their money is pretty much the difference church of christ however um is a different um denomination um so like church of christ they don't believe in music. They, it's all a cappella when they sing in a church. Everything's really? a cappella. Yeah, there's no like piano or organ. Because um, those are the devil's instruments. True. If you, uh, I've got a funny story about that. Actually. <laughs> um, and they don't. They don't believe. They believe you have to be baptized to, to be to be saved. And like every time you sin, you have to get rebaptized. Really? Yeah. So like if you do a real big sin, you got to get baptized again. So don't wear your best clothes to confession. Yeah, no. Well, they don't do confession. Oh, they don't? No, that's that's confession only happens in Catholic churches. Oh, see, this is all I know because... Uh, Catholic is a whole different game. Catholic is a whole different game. Sure. Um, Baptists believe that once you're once saved, always saved, um, and that you don't have to be baptized because the um, two thieves on the cross beside Jesus... Um, they they went to heaven because they had a conversation with Jesus while they were on the cross dying. So there's a lot of pool dips saved because of this. Yes. Yeah, so like you can. So like if I were 
saved when I, if I was 12 years old and I was saved and I accepted Jesus and, and all that good stuff. And then like five years later, I murdered someone like it's okay because I was already saved. You're grandfathered in. Yeah. You're all set. Mm-hmm. Now, is this process the one where they ask, uh, do you accept yes. the Lord Jesus the full, Christ? Yes, the your... full Monty. You have to go to the preacher's office and like talk to them. I did it when I was seven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I accepted Jesus into my heart at seven and um, was baptized. The preacher wears like waiters. So like he's still got his suit. He's got, he's got like his um, white shirt and tie on. Yeah. And then waiters that hit like right as like the edge of the, 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 what do you, the bab? The baptistry is that what it's called? Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure, but that's so like the body of water. That, yeah, that you're uh, in. That's like I didn't know it had a name. That's wild. I think but, it's called baptistry. Yeah, be wrong. Let's, let's look it up because that's uh, fascinating to me. I didn't know it. And, I didn't even know it had a name. I just knew you. Oh, they dip them in the water. Yeah, and there you go. And so that you know, it's like in it's in the church. It's not like oh, out okay, in the waters or anything. Right. It's like it's like in the church. Right. And um, that's even wild and to he, think and about he puts too. Like a cloth that, over your nose. Uh huh. And then dips your head back and then pulls you back. Okay. And how, how large is that in the church? I'm trying to get a like, mental It's like picture. a bath. So like imagine like a regular bathtub, but imagine it being very much taller. Oh, So okay. like, you know, like in a bathtub, like it would like, hit like mid calf. Yes. Like a bathtub yeah, normally. Yeah, like yeah. this one would hit you like as a grown adult, like right at your waist. Oh, okay. Wow. So it's a very, and it's a very prominent, like a grand looking. Yeah. Thing. Well, but in, in the back of it, like, like behind you is a huge stained glass moment. Okay, then I must have seen this in the so picture. So all you or would something. see yeah. is the stain. So like, if you're just a normal person at church, you would all you would see is the stained glass. Oh, so it's obscured. Yeah, it's obscured. And then if once you're in there, all you can see is you from the waist up. Wow. Yeah. That's and so such a behind heavy... you is this beautiful stained glass like light moment. <laughs> this is wild. And the whole church is watching you. You're the you're, you're at the front of the church. Like wow, the main, spotlight is on you. Yes, totally. It, it is baptistry. Yep, yeah, baptistry. Wow, well, I just learned a new word. I like that. Um. Yeah. Wow, so it's seven. What were we talking about? Seven. Uh, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. uh, I think just about the uh, various things that go on. Oh yeah. So sore. Did, yeah, we did sore. sore and yeah. That was always. It was local. Mm-hmm. Um, not local. It was like all the, ch- all the same missionary Baptist kids. So like in and Cersei, which is where I went to church, there were two missionary Baptist churches. The one I went to, and then another church. So we would always be in the same area because we were from the same area. Sure. So, um, but like the, it was a huge thing that would happen at a hotel, like all these different churches from all over America. It was, they say America cause some churches would come from like different places, but most of the time it was like the South. But yeah, like that's how you like met other kids and like, must've been exciting because, Oh yeah, it was so much fun. I loved it. And yeah. you get to go shopping. Oh, right. That's I loved shopping. <laughs> and I'm sure you do now as well. Oh yeah. Did you get a bunch of shopping in, in New York? Or did no, you have time? We didn't have time. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the funny well, thing. Well, you know, like trips. now that I live in LA, it's not like what can I get in New York that I can't get in LA? No, oh, that's a good point too. So, yeah. like if I, I always tell, like if I was like, because my mom's always like, "What did you get? Did you get anything when you were in New York?" And I was like, "Mom, what what is there to get?" Like, no, you're right. Everything's here. Yeah. Yeah, everything. It's all, here. Or I can't get it online. Like, yeah, what's did, the point? I know. I'm not going to get something else when my bag's heavy. Well, year. I just played the role of your mom there because I was like, "Who did you do any shopping?" Like, I was like <laughs> yeah. a 75 year old. No, that's like, <laughs> that's that's how my that, like she's like. I don't do shopping she, when I go anywhere. I don't know why I would ask someone. Or that. she'll be like, "Where you don't have any pictures?" <laughs> but then again, my mom doesn't know I do drag. <laughs> like, there's nothing but party photos. Yeah, right? party photos. Like, she's like, "Where you didn't get any pictures of Rockefeller Center?" <laughs> I was like, Mom, there wasn't a tree. I don't know what you're wanting to see. Yeah, you didn't go to the... uh, It wasn't Christmas time. Did did you see the Rockettes? I mean, I I I see that's what I'd love to do, but nobody else is going to go with me. Oh, yeah. We were walking um, and I did see a 
like a bar that was Christmas at all time. Like Ooh. everything was decorated Christmas. It's called the Naughty or Nice or something like that. Oh, that's amazing. And I was like, this is where I belong. Yeah, This is, this is next on the list. Because like my favorite thing to wear is my Santa suit. Okay. That's my, that, if I, that's what I'm burying me in the Santa suit. Is there a tinsel or glitter touch on it? There is. There, um, It's got white fur uh-huh. on the, um, it's a, it's a off the shoulder moment and it's white fur at the top and then there's white fur around the wrist and white fur around the bell bottoms. Oh, wow. And in the white fur, there's little pieces of silver tinsel. Tasteful. Oh, gorgeous. Yes, yes. It's, it's one of my favorites. I have a small collection of Mickey Mouse Christmas stuff. Cute. I love that. There's like a green one where he's like wearing a Santa hat and all that. Uh, and there's one that like doesn't fit, but I still keep it because I'm, you know, it's like I look at it once in a while. True. <laughs> I love like we've already talked about Christmas and my little sister is coming up um, in December. Oh, amazing. And we're going to go to, we're going to Disneyland for Christmas. Oh, so wow. That's going to be a full the, on. Yeah, it's going to be fun. That's going to be great. How often do you go home to visit? Um, I, you, so when I first moved here, I went home once a year mm-hmm. and I would go home for four days. That's all I could take. <laughs> um, no, do you stay at the house or do you stay in like an Airbnb? I used to stay with my sister. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll stay like one or two nights at mom's mom and dad's, but it's just too much. I can't. Yeah. So I'll stay with Jenna. Staying with your parents after a certain point, it's just not possible. No. You're going to end up getting in those little squabbles and having the tensions. I'm just you, not interested in that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just I normally stay at my sister's house for, yeah. for sure. But she loves Christmas too. So my, we all get, I get it from my mom. My mm-hmm. mom started Christmas, uh, starts decorating for Christmas the day after Halloween. She's like a nutcase. Like she has, she has a Christmas tree in like every room of the house has a different Christmas tree in it. Living room has three Christmas trees. Mm. Um, she, every one of them's decorated differently. Wow. Yeah, and so like my sister is the same way. So like in her house, she has um a main Christmas tree that's like the classic Christmas tree. Sure. And uh, she has a Disney Christmas tree. Love she that. has a um, oh, what is it called? Um, Christmas vacation. Have you ever with Chevy Chase? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She has a tree that has all that, all, only that thing. Really? She has wow. a Wizard of Oz tree. Wow. Yeah, Jenna has a really great trees. A Christmas vacation tree. I've yeah. never thought of that. My favorite kind of Christmas tree is the like gaudy, totally synthetic ones, like the silver, white, and whatever. And from the 60s, like the short yeah, ones? Yeah, I love those. Those are gorgeous. They're amazing. And then in the 70s, there's like a scene in Goodfellas I always think of when I'm like, that's the Christmas tree I want. The biggest, fakest tree i love it as fake as it can get is what i like for christmas yeah, yeah. I, I like any kind of christmas tree i'll take what i can get <laughs> you know like, yeah i love christmas so did you do a christmas tree at the house i am not the biggest into decorating mm-hmm. like for like i love to look at a christmas tree and like i love seeing christmas things but as far as decorating for it, it's not really my thing sure but we put out a tree um this year we had a white tree um and we always do our own like we have a few real ornaments on it like that are real and then the rest of it's just like random shit um like people's hair um (laughs) mementos yeah little mementos like one of our friends peed in a little jar and we have his pee on the tree and (laughs) didn't didn't a rubber child pee on the uh curtains of the oh, boom no boom you room? really did watch that yes. oh, yeah oh yeah you know did. i love my information they had both you know the ba- they had both the, both the bathrooms closed <laughs> those motherfuckers listen the boom boom room deserves a little pee in it well they got it thank you for uh making sure that the balance the equilibrium returned <laughs> to the boom boom room <laughs> rubber had to pee rubber pees more than anyone i've ever met in my life <laughs> D- drinks a lot of water or just somehow I, always has to maybe pee. both i don't know yeah. she just pees a lot <laughs> a lot sure and so, I mean, she had to go, so she went. Yeah, listen, you know, uh, nature calls yeah. and you got to answer. And it was so full of people, like nobody could see what she was doing, so. The Boom Boom Room is 
is a beautiful place. It's it a, is gorgeous from what I could see of it. Right, but a little carried away with itself. Oh, oh, you had the contacts? Yeah, well, I was in full drag at the Boom Room and uh, it's uncomfortable and I also can't see. I'm uh, visually challenged as well. Well, let's say, uh, what do you call it? Uh, optically challenged. Okay. Uh, I'm with you on that. I have crazy eyes too. I have double stigmatisms in both eyes. Double. Wow. Yeah. You beat and me. Because usually I, I quote my neck minus 10 and whatever. And people oh, are mine like, are like so long. <laughs> and so like when you go to like to buy contacts without going to like an actual doctor. Yeah. You know, like you're just buying a pair of like prescription contacts. They only give you like the option to put one number in. Yeah. Okay. And honey. I So I'm like, <laughs> I can see well enough not to fall down, but like everything is blurred. Sure. Wow, I didn't know that about the contacts because I do the one eight hundred contacts, and you can. Act- I need to. I need to. I need to do something like that and actually yeah. put my real thing in. But yeah. like, I just wanted some quick ones because sure. you know it only really happened over quarantine that I started not wearing glasses and drag. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Now I, I get that. Because actually, when you stop wearing or transition into not wearing glasses all the time, mm-hmm. it is actually a strange thing, and it takes a little while. It does. You know, being as blind as we both are, you're wearing something. And I was a glasses wearer only for forever because, again, I think when I was a kid, they were like, well, we can only have a hard lens. When I was a kid, I could not get a contact in my eye. Well, that was the second challenge for me. Yeah, I remember it, it was an – you know when you're starting to like sense that the very patient optician is starting to get annoyed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you have the flop sweat of like um, you're on stage or something. It took me ages, forever. My mom, like, because I remember the first time we got contacts, we tried them out when I was 13. Mm-hmm. So I was like, because I had been wearing glasses since second grade. Um, we tried them out when I was 13, and my mom would have to put them in my eyes every morning before school. Wow. Like, whole, like we'd have to, I'd have to be awake 30 minutes early to get contacts in. How long would the process be? Of, um, uh, probably 30 minutes okay. of getting two contacts in my eyes. <laughs> was it like, did, did one ever go in just easy, and then the other one was a struggle? Every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, that would happen. And then it would it, be a good day. You'd it, know it, it was, day. It, was as, it was a nightmare, <laughs> period. So I did it for a week, and then it was like, no, I'm just going to get glasses again. Yeah, yeah. And, and I never mind glasses. Like, I, I still like to wear them all the time. I, I think even if I had contacts like readily available in my exact prescription, I would still wear glasses a lot. I now go back and forth because for many years I only wore contacts. And then I had a, like my pair of glasses just got banged up and, mm-hmm. and then I never got another one. And it was one of those situations. Then I was wearing a pair of contacts too long and it actually started to break down in my eye. Oh, no. And I didn't know because I'm, ba- I'm bad at like, there's a lot of things I'm good at and keeping track of. And then there's just certain life things that I'm just like, oh, right. Yeah. Whoops. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, thank God for auto pay and things like that. Totally. And now I try to alternate them because I forgot that it's not good for your eyes to just have mm-hmm. a lens on them all the time because it's about the, your eyes breathing or, or whatever. And it, it, so after getting a bout of dry eye, now I alternate. So when I'm reading, especially... But it takes a minute to shift over. So yeah, I can I, I can finally put the the contacts in myself now. But like the first like few weeks of me doing drag with contacts, <laughs> uh, Caleb had to put them in every time. Well, and then also there's the potential to get makeup uh, in them, and then it's well, yeah. And I always do contacts. That's the first thing I do. Like as yeah, soon as I get sure. out of the shower, I contacts go in even before moisturizers. It's contacts first. And yeah, because I always my w- eyes will just water. Yeah, so I yeah. know better than to put anything on before the contacts. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, how long is your makeup uh, regimen? How long does it take? Mm, I you like f- to from ready to like from not in drag to walk out the door three hours. Like that's how much time I give myself. Like that I know. Like if I get re- if I have three hours to get ready, I know I'll be able to do it in time. Like and I won't have to be rushed because the I fucking hate being rushed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it ruins everything. I, I hate it. It ruins my entire vibe. The rest of my night is 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 a rough one if mm-hmm. I'm rushed. There's no pulling back from that. No. You, once you're in that pool, 
you can't yeah. get out. So I always try to, to give myself three hours. Yeah, that's good. It's always good to give yourself because a little that's from extra like sh- time. Shaving, sh- shaving, showering, getting f- face, getting bodied, putting my clothes on, putting my hair on, gluing my hair down, nails, three hours. Yeah. It's good. And also, like you said before, the mental preparation. You want to get into the zone. Yeah. Drag is drag is very different for me than just getting into a different look. Like, mm-hmm. is you have to get yourself together. Right. Get into the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Right. The fantasy is what it's about. If it's not a fantasy, I'm not doing it. Right. <laughs> well, I think that's true with pretty much everything that you're true. You do, I, I'm, right? I'm a very extreme person. Like, it's either a, 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 I, I, it's either a yes or a no. I always say a 10 or a 2. Like, for me, like, I don't have time for in the middle. Well, it reminds me of one of my favorite Brian Ferry quotes. I love high culture and low culture. I can't stand the stuff in the middle. Same. Uh, exactly. When I read that, I was like, oh, I get that's <laughs> Yeah, that <laughs> is that is that's how I live my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, stuff that's mediocre, like the khakis and all that stuff. I don't no thanks. I'd rather yeah. something be absolutely rotted. Like some of the films I've been watching in the last year and a half. Some of the most brutal uh, fail Bechtel test movies from Italy in the 70s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just that you're like, oh, my God, what is going on? We live by the John Waters quote, the, um, you have to have good taste to appreciate bad, ta- bad taste. If you have bad taste, you just don't get it. Yeah, exactly. We live by that quote. Yeah. Well, it's a, that's a solid uh, missive to live by. Yeah. Well, I've, I've had a wonderful time chatting with Me you. Me too. I've, this has been fun. Yeah, and we'll have to do it again sometime. Sure, absolutely. That'd be great. Are you going to come to Sugar Tank? Actually, I was talking to Caleb about um, that little camera thing there. I figured I'd bring that and so film some of the performances. Cute, yeah. And then this thing um, I'll bring and hook up to the sound desk. And then that way we have a capture of the whole audio night. Amazing. Yeah, and the fun thing about this is you can do four tracks. So this will capture the ambiance of the room and everything. So that's nice. And then, you know, just give the files to Caleb and Caleb can sync them up and everything. Absolutely. I love that. that. Yeah. So I'm yes. excited now. Oh, I'm I'm so excited to to go and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I know it is because everyone's so excited about it. It's a full full night. I, yeah, I'm really excited. The girls have gotten some really great performances together. I cannot wait to, for them to share them with everybody. That's great, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting in touch with the rest of the gang too to do episodes. absolutely. It'll be a lot of fun. It, it's fun. You've you've got to definitely get rubber on. Here. Oh yeah, you're, no, you're gonna love rubber. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, uh, till next time, Grant. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Hey, Sugar Tank! Yes! Y'all are lively tonight! Oh, doesn't it feel good to be back in the club, y'all? It feels so good. Look at this lovely stage. You see how far out it goes? We get all up a close and personal. Hey. All right, welcome to the first Sugar Tank post-pandemic. Yes, it's actually the old, it's actually the second Sugar Tank ever, because the first one we had was like one weekend before the shutdown. So you're actually at the second one ever. So be very excited. We have a fabulous show tonight. Yes, we have Miss Rosie Thorne in the building. Uh-huh. Rubber Child is here. Yes, we have let her out of the cage and she's here to play with y'all tonight. Yes, we also have the very lovely Miss Gigi Good. Yep. And last but certainly not least, we have Season 13 winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, Simone! 
say yes or no. That's what I like to hear, bitch. Welcome to Sugar Tank. Thank you all for being here, bitch. Down by the House of Avalon and DJ Mateo over here. Welcome, bitch. Now, this is going to be a good time, and if you ain't enjoying yourself, the exit is over there. Is that all right? All right, now. That's what I like to hear, bitch. Hey! All right, now. Now that we up here introduced ourselves, we're going to get into the festivities of the performances. You ready? All right, all right. I'm going to see y'all later. I got some up my sleeve for you, and I hope... Hope you're ready, prepared, lubricated, and coined up. Look at Simone. This is the first time Simone has been in drag on a stage in L.A. since she got the crown! My God! 